Because the moment that Jesus Christ was born, that he came to earth, every person, every person that would ever believe on him would become the same hope to the world. Do you get that? Do you get the power? Do you get the hope that you are? Every person that would come to know him as Lord and Savior becomes the very same hope to the world around them. Every person that would come to believe brings, becomes the same Christmas message that Jesus was to the world. It's your mission, it's your commission from the Father. It's his plan for you. Every person that would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ would become the fulfillment of God's divine plan here on earth. We're not just waiting for eternity. Yes, it is a beautiful thing that we get to spend eternity with our Father. No more tears, no more upset, no more pain, no more disappointment. But you see, he has so much confidence in who Jesus is through us when we draw nigh unto him. When we draw nigh, when our hearts draw nigh, his will, not ours. That he has woven us into his eternal plan and purpose. To accomplish his eternal plan and purpose here on the earth. Hallelujah. So if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's your mission. If you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's such a simple thing. You just say, Lord, I receive, I believe Jesus is your son, and I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me for the things that I have done that have not pleased you. I thank you for that forgiveness. I know you have forgiven me. And I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I know that you have beautiful and good and perfect plans for me. In Jesus' mighty name. And you see, the moment you do that, the moment you open your heart to the loving Father, to Jesus Christ, you become hope to the world. Hallelujah. So, during this Christmas season, I really want us to, I don't really want us, I mean, it doesn't really matter what I want, does it? But I think it would be a good thing that we focus on the true miracle that we are. You are a miracle in the hand of God. Can you fathom that? You are a miracle in the hand of God. It was a miracle that he came to earth, that Jesus came to earth, fully God, fully man, but yet another miracle occurred, and that is that God opened the door. He opened the door for us, didn't he? For each and every one of us, with all our frailties, with all our weaknesses, with all our questioning. You know, you don't have to be perfect to come to Jesus. He came for the imperfect. There is none perfect except for him. 
and thank the Lord that his love, his loving us, does not depend on our perfection. But he wove us into his divine plan to bring love and life and hope to a perishing world. That's a miracle. That's a miracle that he takes this. <laughs> he takes this. This earthen vessel that makes so many mistakes. And he's like, you know what? All you have to do is believe on Jesus and I'm going to work the rest of it out. You're okay in my hands. I've got you in the palm of my hand. A miracle that he could take this human being and work his divine plan through us, through yielded vessels. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. He has made us channels of his restitution, and he has allowed us to be channels to bring others into reunion. When Jesus came, yes, he came as peace, so that we could have peace with God. That we could walk boldly into the throne of grace. He made us vehicles of his glory. He made us his arms of hope. He made us help to the world. He made us his heart of love. You see, our most important mission in life is to understand how much he loves us because then we can help the world understand the same thing. So as we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we rest, see, we, at that point, when you understand how much he loves you, you can rest. You can set down the toiling. You can put away the anxiety. And you can rest and fall into arms that love you, that strengthen you, that strengthen you in your inner person, and that show you his very glory. He's come to put his very nature in us, that his very glory would be revealed. And that's not a light thing. That is not a light thing. So we will lean, we will lean into the presence of God. We will lean into a heart of love. So he puts, when we become born again, he, become, he puts his very nature into us. Our nature takes on the spirit of love. Our nature takes on the very spirit of God. And then we have this journey where we just grow and mature into his revealed nature, right? He puts, he, he recreates us in his very own image. Okay, that's our position. You know, you know how we say you are the righteousness of God in Christ? You know how we say that? And then you think, yeah, but I have all these things that I do and they're wrong and all that stuff. Well, you see, the righteousness of God in Christ, he sees you through the blood of Christ. That's your position. That's your position in him. But then we have a walk. We have a walk, and it involves relationship. And that's how we mature. And we mature by understanding him through his word. 
Okay, so there's your position, and then you, there's the relationship that you walk out. So he puts his very nature, his spirit, into us. Think of that. Think of that, beloved. He puts his very nature into us. And he gives us rebirth into his very image. And the potential that occurs on the inside of you at that moment is a miracle. It's a miracle. At that moment, you become the balm of Gilead to those around you, to those that he's put within your path. You become hope to the hopeless. You become victory to those that feel defeated. Isn't that awesome? That you can be the balm to others. You become power to the weak. You become healing to the bruised and broken, just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. He said, a bruised reed I will not break. That's what we become. That makes me feel great. God's spirit of truth and wisdom and knowledge is put within us, and we share that. We become revelation knowledge. We become a light that overcomes darkness for others. Just think about all that. Can you just like just stop and think about that for a minute? What he has created you to be. You know, when we get so bogged down in the disturbances in life, and we lose sight. We lose sight of the greater goal. Nobody here. Nobody at RCC. But we can. That becomes an easy thing to get caught up in the anxieties of everyday life, school and work and family, doesn't it? And today I just want you to stop. I just want you to stop and think about the miracle that he has created in you. Hallelujah. So beloved, I want to encourage you to realize the miracle that you are. He has made you his voice. Think about that. You are his voice. April, you, imperfect you. He trusts you to be his voice. What a beautiful thing. <laughs> he gives us all we need, all we need. The power of the indwelling spirit, the knowledge of his word. He gives us all we need to allow his love to shine through, his light to shine through. He trusts you, beloved. You're his ambassador. You are his message. A beautiful message. So don't look at your imperfections. But look at what he is accomplishing through you. You know, they sang that song, Go Tell It on the Mountain, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is Lord. When you've made him the Lord of your life, that's such an easy thing to do. Because the things that you go through, he will use as a witness to those around you. And he turns ashes into beauty. He turns ashes into beauty. You know, and, and I think it's really important to understand 
It's not us. It's him. It's okay to share your weaknesses. Do you get that? It's okay to share your weaknesses because he uses that. And when we become vulnerable to other people and we share the weaknesses th that we've gone through and the triumph that he brings us, the real Jesus is revealed. You know, we're here to reveal a real Jesus. A real Jesus. Does that make sense? The real thing. Someone who has, was tempted in every way as we are tempted, and yet was without sin, and has compassion for the things that we go through. Hallelujah. And yet, what does he do? He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for you. Ever making intercession for you. You know, the devil comes to accuse. The devil comes to condemn. He'll remind you of everything that you've ever done that didn't work out right. And you have a father. You have a brother Jesus who is ever interceding on your behalf. Not listening to the accusations of the devil. So when we speak Jesus, when we speak Jesus, other people, when we speak Jesus to those around us, when we speak Jesus to the world around us, what is he? What is he? You just stop and think for a minute. Okay, I really do want you to stop and think. Stop and think. So I'm going to give you a few minutes. Who is Jesus? Have you set your hearts on some things? Who Jesus is to you? He's the lover of my soul. He's my brother. He made the ultimate sacrifice for me. And he would have done it if I was the only one. If I were the only one. He's the lover of your soul. He's the savior of the world. He is a savior for every longing heart. <clears throat> he is the love that satisfies every human soul. He is ever patient. He ever endures for you, beloved. He's ever patient. His forgiveness is real. His mercy, the scripture says, is mercy is new every morning. His loving kindness never fails. His forgiveness is true. It washes us. When we return to him, it's as, the, as far as the east is from the west. He forgets about it. He sees you through the blood of his son. He is faithful always. He's faithful always. We may not be faithful. He's faithful. His word is true. It never changes. He's tender. He's compassionate. He rejoices every time someone comes to him. He rejoices every time someone comes to him in new belief, as a new believer. But you know, he also rejoices 
every time someone who's already believed comes back in repentance. When the prodigal returns and all is forgiven. Hallelujah. We serve a very complex God. You know, he knows how to be just and kind and compassionate. He can discipline us in a loving way. He's merciful, but he's not tolerant of sin. But when we make mistakes, he knows how to usher us back in by the Holy Spirit of truth and love. He's an amazing, amazing creation. Hallelujah. So you are a miracle. You are a miracle if you are a believer in Christ. There is so much that has been put within you. The very glory of the Lord, just as Jesus said, Lord, I have given them the glory that you have given me. Think about that. I know I say that so much, and I'm going to continue to say it and say it and say it until we understand what that really means, that the treasure that that really is Your God sings songs of rejoicing over you. Scripture in Zephaniah 3.17 says he rejoices over you with singing. And as we fear, see the key, the key to most everything is to fear, not fear like afraid fear, but to revere, to honor, to seek his presence, to desire to please him, to purify our hearts, desiring to do his will and his will alone. And when we do that, his Holy Spirit, his glory, comes a flame in our spirit. A flame. I'm talking about a flame, a fire, a light. A light. An unquenchable fire. A magnificent glory, the very glory of God, and it breaks bondages, it destroys yokes, it heals the sick, it binds up wounds, it heals the broken in heart, it brings life and love and hope and joy, it brings restoration, communion with our Father, He fills us to overflowing. He fills us to overflowing. And rivers of Holy Spirit usher forth. And we become trees planted by streams of living water that bears fruit without ceasing. Do you remember when we studied in Ezekiel 47? Do you remember what it said there long ago? My, probably, I don't know, maybe we did that eight months or a year ago. It says... Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. See, you become a river of the Holy Spirit. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear. Now, you've never seen a tree on earth that bears every month, have you? Do you see what he has for you? Because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. The Holy Spirit of God. Their fruit will serve for food 
and their leaves for healing. That's you. Your fruit, the fruit that you bear when you are connected to the vine, it serves for food and your leaves for healing. So Jesus came to earth to show us the way. He did not consider it beneath him to come here to show us the way. Wow. The king of glory came to serve. He was born in a humble manger in swaddling clothes. There was nothing, no acclaim that surrounded him. Yet it was the most majestic birth of all time. The most remarkable event done for us. The only birth that would ever change the world. The only birth that would make, well I shouldn't say the only birth that would make an eternal difference. Because once you've received him, you make an eternal difference. But the only birth that could bring true hope and pure love and complete joy by knowing our Jesus. So when the Lord was giving me this message, I really felt like at the end of when he was talking to me about all this, that he spoke a prayer for you into my heart. And so I want to read it to you, okay? Is that okay? And this was the prayer. Actually, I'm going to call it a love letter. That's really what he told me to call it. He said, let them know this is a love letter to them. And so since it's just easier for me to read, I hope you bear with me. So this is God's love letter to you. I sing songs of rejoicing over you as my heart is satisfied when we commune together. As you fear and revere me in humble awe, my very glory comes aflame in you to break bondages, destroy yokes, to heal the sick, to bind up wounds, to heal the broken in heart. I fill you to overflowing and the rivers of the Holy Spirit usher forth from you making you trees which bear fruit in every season. You become my hands that prosper you in the things that you do and to which you set your hearts directed by me. You become my hands that help others to prosper in their endeavors. My precious and beloved son Jesus came to earth to show you the way so that his presence in you would bring my kingdom to earth and my scripture would be fulfilled. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Jesus is peace come to you. Jesus is peace come to earth. The restoration of goodwill between you and I. Now are, you are to become that same peace 
and that same restoration to the world. For I so loved the world that I sent my son, and now you are my voice, the representation of my son. You are my anointed, commissioned to do good, and through me, to heal all who are under the power of the devil because I am with you and I love you. So I feel like that's what he spoke to each one of you. And I just want to end today by going back to Luke 2 and then we're going to take communion. And everyone... And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, you have seen him, beloved. You have seen him. You know him. He dwells within you. That's the miracle. That's what we're talking about. You have seen him with the eyes of your spirit when you make him your Lord and Savior. And nothing shall be impossible because of him. For greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. 
And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to him, them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Hallelujah. On to verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. Listen to these words. Who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. See how powerful that is? He was waiting for the consolation. Because of Jesus, when you receive Jesus, you have a consolation with your Heavenly Father. Communion, reunion. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. Do you see how the Spirit talks to you? When you're yielded, he was righteous and devout. See, the Lord told him what was about to happen. Told him where to go, how to be at the right place at the right time. <laughs> when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Beloved, when we come into the presence of Jesus, we have seen our salvation. We have seen the salvation of the world. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, a light for revelation unto your heart, beloved. And for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the failing and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against. You know, when you step out in Jesus, you will be spoken against. But it's okay, beloved. You're not going to go through anything worse than what Jesus already suffered on your behalf. So that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. See, God looks on the heart. And all he wants us to do is to allow our heart to be revealed to him so that he can heal it, fill it up to overflowing, to be a part of his divine plan. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. 
She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple. Look at this. Look what she did. She never left the temple but worshipped day and night. Beloved, when we worship our Lord and Savior, he draws us. It draws us into his presence. The loving heart of the Father. We worship him. We, re we revere him. We fear him. We seek him. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. You have been given redemption through Christ. You have been given. Think about what that means. Complete union with God your Father. Complete union with God your Father through Jesus Christ. And he works a miracle in our human, in our human spirits, in our human nature, and makes us a part of his glorious divine plan. Amazing. And it all started with a birth in a lowly manger. And I'm thankful. Thank you, Lord revealing to us all that your birth has done and all that you desire to accomplish through us. And tonight, Lord, we just yield to you. We yield to you and we thank you that you work through us. Show us, Lord. Show us how you want us to work through, how you want to work through each one of us to bring your glory, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as in heaven. That's not too big a goal. It is the heart of the Father. And it's all because we had a Jesus who loved us enough to come humbly to walk before us to show us the way. And as we seek him and as we follow him and as we walk as Jesus walked, we become a miracle of hope and love and joy like none other. Hallelujah. So that's what I felt the Lord wanted us to share. And we're going to take communion. And then I'm going to, we will take your offering. We have open communion for anyone who's a believer in Jesus Christ, we have open communion. And communion is not a ritual. It is not just something we do just to do. Communion is a remembrance of what Christ has done for us. Oh, sorry, yeah, the elements are in the back. And maybe the ushers can pass them out to people who didn't get them on the way in. But tonight as we take communion, we give thanks for the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we remember what he did. He came to earth. 
He walked a walk. He suffered an agonizing death. But he defeated death, hell, and the grave on our behalf. And he took his blood and he poured it on the mercy seat for you and for me. So Jesus, we thank you that you allowed yourself to be crucified 